0: I love you just as much as if you have a pile of laundry and your deadlines are not met as when you have everything done. And Mm -hmm. it was this burden lifted that I hadn't even realized I was there.
1: Welcome to More Than Small Talk. We're Susie Eller, Jennifer Watson,
2: and Holly Gerth, writers and real life friends. We're inviting you to go deeper, become freer, and feel more connected.
1: So imagine you have a cup of coffee, a mug of tea, or a green smoothie in your hand, and we're all hanging out in your favorite place together.
2: Hey, More Than Small Talk friends, do you have a happy heart? That might feel like a tricky question (laughs) to answer these days. So we have someone very special with us to help us answer that question and share her wisdom.
1: Yeah, I'd love to tell you a little bit more about Tricia. I've actually known her for a while, and she's awe inspiring. I'm just when I think of a word to or a phrase to describe you, Tricia, I I think of that she is a busy mom of ten, mm-hmm. and that means that she has become a grandma to more than
0: ten, or how many, Tricia? Well, officially five, okay. but. We have these adopted kind of kids that come into our lives, too. So, you know, that call me Nana. There's 13 if we count all those kids. Okay, that's that's what I was thinking about. Uh (laughs) And she
1: has written 75 books, which just as an author blows my mind. She mentors teen moms and she is the founder of the Hope Pregnancy Center in Northwest Montana. And welcome, Tricia. Thank you for joining us today.
0: Thank you. It's so much fun to be here today and to connect with you. I love listening to your podcast. It's fun just being here on this side of it. Yeah. yeah. Well, you talk
1: about your search for Heart Happy, mm-hmm. and it's also the title of your latest book. Did you complete your search and did you find what you were looking for?
0: <laughs> That's such a good question. I found how to get it how to get to that place of heart happy. And I think all of us, we have hard seasons, chaotic seasons, which pretty much the whole world lately has been in that hard and chaotic season. And I've truly found from being inspired by George Mueller that really it takes getting with God in the morning, starting our day with him, focusing on him and getting our hearts happy in the Lord really changes everything. So the daily search is really the part of it. It's really getting up and understanding that unless we get our hearts happy with the Lord, that nothing is going to go right. And that chaos is still going to reign over our minds and hearts.
2: So how do you make that happen in the midst of all you have going on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes.
0: And I think we have to see it like there's going to be some days where we have our ideal time where we can become heart happy. So for me, I love getting up before the kids, and I, have, you know, will love a good hour of in my Bible praying. And that is our ideal, I think, for many of us. But then there's the days that just don't happen. Somebody wakes up, wakes up sick. We have an appointment. We overslept. And I think it's really capturing that heart happy in little moments. Whether it is saying a quick prayer before we climb out of bed, whether whether it's you know pulling up our Bible app and listening to our Bible as we're in the shower. Whatever it is, I think it takes getting our focus off of the to do list, all the things that are going on in our lives, and really focusing on who is in control of this universe, who loves me more than anything, who has good plans for my life. And then even if it's in those little small moments, it's turning our days over to him because the chaos will come. And especially you mentioned I'm a mom of 10 after adopting seven kids. I mean, I was the normal busy before that. It just became chaotic. And then when some of our kids, especially in their teen years, started rebelling and pushing against me and really wanting to go their own direction, even more chaos came. And I came to the point where I never even knew if I would be happy again. But it's in those moments of daily capturing those times with Christ, turning my heart over to him, that I have found peace in the middle of that chaos. And
2: a lot of our listeners, and Jennifer and I too, struggle with depression. Mm -hmm. And so what would you say to people who struggle with depression and might say, you know, sometimes I try my best and my heart just doesn't, feel happy? Is heart happy an emotion?
0: Is it a decision? Can you tell us more yeah. about that? I'm so glad you brought that up. So a lot of times we think like happy always has to be the I'm bubbly, everything's good, I'm bright, things are going perfect, or we we could put on that smile. And really the word happy that we're talking about, and I'm no Bible scholar, but I did look it up and figure it up, is the word usher. And it's also translated as blessed. So all the places, well, not all the places, many of the places in the Bible where it says blessed is the one who, that word can be translated happy. And if you look at some translations, some translations will say blessed, some will say happy. And if you go back to the root of that word, it actually means straight. So walking Mm. the straight path. And so it's actually an active word, an action word, and it's not An emotion word, which I think, again, in our society, we think happy is all about the emotions. So it really is happy or blessed is the one who is walking in the straight path of the Lord. And sometimes when we're walking in the straight path of the Lord, those emotions are not there. That happiness, those bubbly feelings. But to know that we are going to God, we are turning to him, we are even giving him our pained emotions, that makes us blessed in the Lord because we have the Lord. We are on the path that he has asked us to be on. And um, I remember there's times I'd be literally in the fetal position on the floor crying because, Mm -hmm. you know, the teens rebelling. You're not my real mom. I mean, just all the things that go on with adopted teenagers. And I would ask God, like, you asked me to do this. I clearly remember the moment where he, he put in my mind, adopt teen girls. Like, it was so clear. And then so I knew he brought these girls in our lives, just the circumstances. But yet here I am in the fetal position on the floor, feeling more pain, but also the sweet, sweet presence of him and not, not overwhelmingly taking away the pain, but knowing that he was there with me, that I was doing what he asked. I was on that straight path that he called me to did give me that little bit of peace, knowing that I am doing what God asked me to do, and I don't see the end. And that's another thing, just stirring in my heart, is that answered prayers aren't quick fixes. Mm -mm, I may want this prayer to be answered right now. I want to be happy. I want to be smiling. I want this conflict or these problems out of my lives. I want my emotions to turn. But really, if I'm on the straight path, even if I'm in the middle of, Hardship or pain or those hard emotions, knowing that God has a good plan for me and answered prayer isn't a quick fix. I can't Mm -hmm. immediately pray and everything will be right and happy again. And that's part of the journey. It's part of allowing him to get into those deep, deep parts of our hearts, even the parts where it feels like it's broken and shattered and full of pain. And I, I really know I would never have gotten to that deep place with God if I hadn't gone through all the hardships that I experienced in my life.
1: Yeah. Well, as a mom of teen girls, I'm just wondering, how do you, do you have conversations with your girls? Because there's so many times that they go, oh, I'm just not happy or, you know, I just want to be happy or I feel a
0: little sad and I don't know why. How do you have these conversations with your kids? Have you found that? (laughs) Like daily, there's so many emotions going and there's, well, we have five teenage, five kids in the house right now. Four of them are teenage girls. Okay. So between the ages of 11, she's almost 12 and 19. So they, there are those moments where one of our daughters will just be crying and she's like, I don't even know why I'm sad right now. <laughs> yes. yeah. Those emotions yeah. are so real. Hormones right. are so real. And I found like, first of all, we cannot fix it and we can't give them answers. Like if you just do this, it'll be better. Right. Or you need to stop comparing yourself with the other girls? Yeah. Um, I found for what helps me connect with them is just saying, come here, I'll hold you while you cry. Yeah. it's okay sometimes I feel sad too sometimes yeah. I don't know why my heart isn't feeling happy and you know there's times where just that snuggles you like will help there's times where it may not help completely but just knowing that I'm her ally yeah. and it really helps there's times I'll say can I just pray for you I don't and sometimes she'll say um you know They'll pray out loud in my mind I'll pray for her kiss the top of our head, but knowing that first of all, we need to see and notice their emotions yes. and know that something's going on. Yeah. Um, and then also like, we don't have to try to find the answers. We don't have to fix things. Yeah. You're not getting that Lululemon leggings for $150. I'm not gonna- yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna be sad right now. Yeah, You can sit by me and maybe we can watch a chick flick and that'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, so I think the presence really, especially with teenage and, and I've also found if they say, no, I don't want you to be like, I don't want to cuddle. I don't want to be there. There's even times I'll like, I'll just sit here. It's yeah. okay. You know, we don't have to cuddle and give, let them know that that can be a, a appropriate answer too. like, I'm still right. here. I'm not going to run off and do my thing, which my to do list is an ending. I can right. but just let her know, even if I'm on the opposite couch, or even if I'm just around if she wants to talk, then that's okay too. Yeah. I think that's so good because I, kn- I know a lot of
1: moms in that, you know, this stage are going, what do I do? And mm-hmm. I I can remember saying to my husband, um, Elise was crying and he was like, why is she crying all the time now? And I'm like, <laughs> she doesn't even know
0: why. Know. Like, just yeah. let her have this because like, mm-hmm. this is going to be happening a mm-hmm. lot. And so my, I, my husband always will say like, go to your room, relax, and I'll slide a chocolate bar under the door. And literally he has a stack of chocolate. That works for me. In his closet that he knows where it is. And he will like give them a candy bar and just let them have their moment. Yeah. That's so good too. Because like
1: sometimes you just need them to go to their corners (laughs) <laughs> and like, don't make eye contact and give them some chocolate and like, let them have yeah. a moment. That's so good.
2: Yeah. 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 And such a reflection too. I think of God's heart toward us yes. as his daughters, mm-hmm. you know, that he's not saying you're in trouble for not being happy all the time. Like instead he's saying, I'm in it with you all the time, no matter what, when you're crying and you don't know why, when you're so happy that you're crying, all of it. Yes. I want all of it. Yeah. So.
0: And, and I talk about that too, because, there were the moments where I was like, probably six months, like, I love you, God, but I'm kind of mad that you like put me in this situation, mm-hmm. that this is so hard right now. Yeah. I mean, then we have a pandemic, right? On not only <laughs> not only do I have these teenagers and, and one did choose to go live with her biological mom for a while. Like, mm-hmm. I have done everything. I'm kind of mad at you right now. And God can handle those emotions. And yeah. it came... It took like literally six months of me, like getting in scripture, reading his word, like crying and then turning to him and realizing like, oh, I can find these little glimpses of happiness till I finally came to the place where I just need to trust you. Like I can trust that you have a good plan for me. And it's okay if we go through those up and downs emotions, just like our teens go Mm -hmm. through those up and down emotions. But inside it's understanding that we are on the straight path. And I do talk about that too. There's times when we're not. When our unhappiness, unsettledness is because we are not right with God. We're doing things that we know that we shouldn't do. Our attitudes aren't where they should be. And and that's another thing I talk about is going before him and repenting of attitudes, of thoughts, of opinions, of sins that we have in our lives. So we can get that happy heart. There's so many things that Mm -hmm. can make our heart unsettled. And some things are just the world. Some things are just emotions. We don't know why, but some things are, there's those issues that, We've been saying, Oh, it's not really that bad. (laughs) You know, it's this just this little thing that I'm, you know, feel that I'm not doing right And God's like, We need to clean that out. We need to Mm -hmm. purify your heart. And that really can change things too.
1: Yeah. You know, Trisha, I've watched your life for a long time and from a little bit of a distance, and you love your family so well. Like you truly you're a constant and you love them well, which I is why I love so much that you're Also coming out and saying, and there are days that are brutally hard because that gives every other mother across the world the the opportunity to take a deep breath and say, I love what I do, but there are days that it's really, really hard. And so I consider this, like I consider your faith and that time with the Lord being a shelter where you climb in and you say, today was really, really hard. And I don't get it. Absolutely. And you walk away with the assurance that you are on that right road. You're doing exactly what he's called you to do. But not only that, but you have what you need for that day mm-hmm. as you walk away, which also means that you have some to give to that child who sit beside you saying the world is coming to an end and I don't know what to do.
0: You know? Absolutely. And I think part of that, too, is me coming to understanding that one of the things is getting my heart happy in the Lord. But another thing is feeding my soul with things that nourish me. So there are many evenings a week I'm going to go take a bath after dinner they're doing the chores, they're cleaning up the kitchen, and the mama's going to go take a bath. Yeah. I love novels. I love reading fiction. I love cr- reading Christian living books. So I buy audiobooks. That is my splurge. I listen when I'm doing laundry, when I go on walks, when yeah. I'm cooking dinner for this big family, which happens every single evening. And then also <laughs> during this pandemic, yes. I waterco- started watercolor painting. And the graphic actually on the cover of the book is some of my watercolor. Really? Oh, that's, that's so fun. Cool. It's cool. a really pretty wow. color. It is. That's yeah. fun. So, and, and I discovered like, yes, the house is still a mess. Yes, there's things I need to do. There's homework. We're, oh, we homeschool. So there's always stuff we need to get done. But I'm going to go sit over here for two hours and I'm going to paint and I'm going to feed my soul. And I think as moms, we are the worst at, of that. And then the more kids, I just became worse and worse where I'm pouring out because everybody needs me all the time. I mean, I'm still, they're teenagers and they're still knocking at the door when I'm trying to go to the bathroom. I'm like, you guys, please just give me five (laughs) minutes. So I've had to create that space for myself. And that's part of being heart happy is looking who God created us to be and the things that bring us joy, the things that bring us peace. And when I was little, I would make up stories, which is part of being the writer, but I would also draw all the time. And for the first 30 years of being a parent, I never took time to do that. Even though I love art, I love looking at art, I love doodling, I never took the time. And when we were stuck in our home with our kids all the time, I'm like, I need to do something that is going to feed me because I there's no outlet for me. There's no outlet for the kids. And it has become a joy in my life. And so I think all of us need to take that time, even though it seems like there is no time, we need to take that time to really feed our souls.
2: Mm -hmm. So good, yeah. So that's a great happiness hack. (laughs) Take time to feed your soul. (laughs) Yeah, you've given us some other ones like you know gratitude, spending time with God, first thing in the morning. I imagine Mm -hmm. you've tried a lot of other things on the journey to (laughs) writing this book. So what else? What are a few other happiness hacks that our listeners can apply in their lives?
0: Oh, I love that so much. So I mentioned like what figuring out what feeds my soul. Also, when I can help my kids and figure out what feeds their souls too, and take time to do those things with them. Um, My girls love it when we just go and there's like this little antique mall by us. We go to the antique mall. We go get some coffees on the way there. And it's fun for me. It's not one of the things I would say feed my soul, but taking the time to pour that joyful, that Joyful things into my kids also makes a big big difference. Also calling and checking on friends and seeing how they're doing and having just those little times. I know so many times our communication happens over text messages, maybe talk at church and really taking the time to just check on someone. And I'll just put that out there. God, is there someone I need to reach out to? And some of the times it'll be people that I haven't connected with within a while. And even just seeing your guys' faces right now. Um, as we record this, it's like this is feeding my soul because mm-hmm. there's other people out there with other issues, and we can talk about things that are hard, things that are easy, things that bring us joy, and so you know, looking to see connection with people, um, connection with our kids, those all you know, anytime our soul is able to connect with another person, God made us to be beings that do that, really can help also.
1: Yeah, this this might put you on the spot, and if it does, I'm I'm really sorry, but I just. I know that this is a message that is so needed right now by all Mm -hmm. of us, Mm Tricia. But if there was one takeaway from this book, the one message that you could say to the women who are listening right now, what would that be?
0: It would be, and I think uh, Holly talks about this a lot, but it would be you are enough Mm. just as you are and that God loves you completely just as you are. And, I'm the oldest grandchild. I'm the oldest child. Um, I have Hispanic mother and grandmother who a clean house means a clean house every day. Like, it's, you know, and you're cooking a nice meal for your family every day. Like those are just priorities and things that were valued. And so then when I'm adding on writing books, when I'm adding on kids, um, our, our physical lives became chaos. I was not able to keep up getting the laundry done and having the clean house and being able to get my work done. My deadline set on time was just something also I valued. And it got to the point where I just was so disappointed. Like I couldn't keep up. And it was in one moment. Clearly I could just picture the moment in my lodge room where the laundry is literally five feet tall. Like this is not an exaggeration with all these kids. There is a pile of laundry and just feeling like I cannot do this. And what that was translating to my heart was you are not worthy. You are not good Mm -hmm. enough. And I didn't realize that I had placed that even wanting to be worthy for God. I need to do all these things to make God happy. And in that moment when I was just feeling so overwhelmed, I just felt like it wasn't an audible voice, but God's peaceful thoughts in my mind was, I love you just as much as you have a pile of laundry and your deadlines are not met as when you have everything done. And Mm -hmm. it was, this burden lifted that I hadn't even realized I was there. And that was my things that I always say, I need to be worthy by doing these things. And sometimes it, we don't even realize all those expectations that we put on our own mind and heart. Yeah. And that moment, I just broke down in tears. And now I will step over all the dirt <laughs> and say, mm-hmm. God loves me just as much, just as much in this moment, whoever I am, the house can be a mess. The kids could be running and screaming and out of control. I could have a deadline that should have been something turned in two weeks ago. And, and that's part of coming to him in the morning is getting that reminder. Um, Zephaniah 317 is my favorite scripture about the Lord is mighty to save and he's singing over me and he delights to be in my presence. And that's, part of where my heart needs to go every single day because my expectations, my worries, my thoughts, my concerns will crowd in and getting that heart settled in Him and in the moment where I just feel like I am okay in this moment and whatever comes, God is with me. That makes all the difference.
2: Mm, So good. good. And it's such a reframe of how the world tells us to achieve happiness. Mm -hmm. You know, go out and take the vacation, get the new car, find the right partner all of those things. And you're saying, nope, happiness is an inside job. And it's not even your job. It's God's job. (laughs) That really what you're saying is starting the day with receiving that we are loved and then living in love is what leads to happiness. That's what I'm hearing. So Yeah, I love this, Trisha. I love this message. And I'd love for people to find your book, Heart Happy, Staying Centered in God's Love During Chaotic Circumstances. So, where can our listeners find you and your book? And we want to tell listeners it is in pre order phase right now. Mm -hmm. And one of the most helpful things you can do for an author is pre order for many long reasons I will not go into here. (laughs) But if Trisha has blessed your heart, then Pick up a copy of this book, get one for a friend. It will be a gift to her if you can support this book during her pre-order season. So how do people do that, Tricia?
0: Absolutely. Well, um, wherever books are sold online, Amazon and ChristianBooks.com and Barnes & Noble um, through my online shop was just at TriciaGoyer.com. I'm in Tricia's T-R-I-C-I-A, Goyer.com. I'll also be doing some, uh, I have a shop at us, I have some goodies that I'll send out when the books arrive. So that's super fun. Um, But anywhere books are sold and online on social media, it's just Tricia Goyer. So if you put my name in, I will pop up on Instagram and Facebook. And I love connecting um, with listeners and I love even if I I'm just saying I'm praying for you and I will if I get a message and someone's like I'm going through a situation I will pause and I will pray in that moment because I know how important it is for someone's going to take the time to message me or reach out to me um, just to let them know that that God loves you and I love you and I will pause and pray so I would love for people to connect with me too.
2: Yeah, that's amazing, Trisha. Well, having you with us has certainly made our hearts happier today. Oh, <laughs> so, thank you. thank you again for being with us. Thanks for having me. And that's it for today's episode. Thanks for going deeper, becoming freer, and connecting with us. More than small talk is a part of the KLRC podcast network and is produced by Kara Culver. Show notes and resources are available on the More Than Small Talk page on klrc.com. You can also join us in our Facebook group. Subscribe to More Than Small Talk on your favorite app so you won't ever miss an episode.